Support for WMNF come from listeners like you and USF College of Public Health, committed to creating a world where health is accessible to all, communities thrive, and well-being is a priority. More at publichealth.usf.edu. Good morning. You are tuned to WMF Radio 88.5 FM. This is Sunday Forum here on a Christmas Eve. And, of course, news around the world doesn't stop. And we always have a lot to talk about. So we got to continue those conversations right here, right now, today, on the Sunday Forum here on WMF, your community conscious radio station. Of course, I want to hear from you. And uh, my name is Patro Mavili, and we're going to be looking to hear from our man, Walter L. Smith, the second host of Sunday Forum. So keep it tuned. We're looking around the world and around the state on Christmas Eve. Bethlehem itself resembles a ghost town as celebrations are halted due to the Israel-Hamas war. And doesn't it seem like Every holiday season around this time of year, 
those stepbrothers start fighting over there, those children of the Abrahamic religion, you know, they're really stepbrothers, but they're always fighting because of geopolitics and it always impacts attitudes in this country. The violence picks up here because of that issue. It is always one of those most divisive issues. But normally this bustling biblical birthplace of Jesus looks like a ghost town on Christmas Eve with celebrations in Bethlehem called off due to the Israel-Hamas war and those festive lights and the Christmas tree that decorate the manger square are missing as the throngs of the foreign tourists who normally gather each year for the holiday Dozens of Palestinian security forces patrol the empty square and all the gift shops in the square are shuttered, save for one. And cold weather and the pouring rain added to the dismal atmosphere. So this year, without the Christmas tree and without lights, there's just darkness, according to a Franciscan monk from Vietnam who was among the few visitors in Bethlehem. And we're looking at even on the continent of the motherland, Christmas rush to get passports to leave Zimbabwe is fed by economic gloom and a price hike. So we're looking there atop many Christmas wish lists and economically troubled Zimbabwe is a travel document. People are flooding the passport office this year and uh, this holiday season ahead of the price hike planned in the new year. Uh, so the economic crisis in Zimbabwe continues. The desperation at the office in the capital is palpable as some people fear the hike could push the cost of obtaining a passport out of reach. And economic gloom fees a surge in migration at $120. Passports were already pricey for many in Zimbabwe where the majority struggle to put food on the table. The finance minister's budget proposals for 2024 said passport fees would rise to $200, sparking an outcry. The hike was reduced to $150. We're going to look at more what's happening around the world on this Christmas Eve. But first, we're going to say good morning to our host. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Good Welcome morning. to another edition of the Sunday Forum right here. On WMNF 88.5 Tampa, Sarasota, St. Pete, and the surrounding areas in the world, we want to say Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. Um, there's several holidays that are, that are out there, Mabili. That's right. Um, we had Hanukkah. That's right. Um, we've had uh, well, 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 Christmas Eve today. Um, and we are, let's see, what else, what else do we have? We have Kwanzaa starting well, on the 26th. We, we know that. We know that. that now, <laughs> wait a minute now. Hold on. Let me try to show me your people. Uh, <laughs> no, no. I can't have, think of anything else to do. That, yeah, I know, right? I know. The but, winter solstice. Yes. Started. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes, we do. But no, the, the, you know, um, after hearing everything that uh, you presented just now, it is incumbent upon us to say to everyone out there, uh, please be safe. Please have a, a good time together with your family and friends. A safe time together with your family and friends. You know, people say it quite often, but they, they don't say it enough. And it can't be said enough. You know, after a year or, or so of fighting or infighting and yelling at each other and everything else, that they could pot confrontations and everything else, none of that ever seems to matter when somebody's gone. None of it seems to matter when that person is gone. And, I mean, forever. And I think quite often of my own father that I miss dearly, dearly. And his mortality, his mortality um, broke my heart. It broke me in ways that that you can never imagine. And it's not, and it's not you know, my father and I had a very good relationship. 
very good relationship. We were, we were tight. But he used to always say the same thing that I'm saying right now. After it's all said and done, none of those other things ever seem to matter. You only have one father. You only have one mother. Uh, you only have however many siblings you have. But there's only one of them. Uh, those friends that are out there that uh, you've had for years that you had a little squabble with or whatever, in the end, that little squabble doesn't mean anything. There are people out there right now, folks, that are pulling babies out of rubble. As we speak right now, this is happening. And doesn't it seem fitting that we consider how lucky we are? That we look at with all the issues that we have in this country, all the issues that we have in this country, with all the complaints that we have, and justify, justifiable, justifiable, with everything that we could possibly say, Guess what? We have one more morning, one more day to make it right. Mm -hmm. This side of six feet, this side of six feet, you are standing, you are sitting, you whatever it is, you're on this side of six feet and you have a chance to make it right. Make it right. Make it right. So I say to everybody out there, um, Merry Christmas. I say, um, I love you all. Um, I love you, Mom. Um, I love you, Stepmom. I love you to my siblings, um, John, Celicia, Andre. I love you. I love you, Auntie. I love you to my dear, dear wife who puts everything out there to make a home for us all. Um, puts up with my mess. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say thank you enough. Um, I thank you and, and I love you to my children, uh, to my son-in-law, who is my child now. And my grandchildren, Josie and Juju, as much hell as they raise, <laughs> those are my babies. Those are my babies. Um, I thank God every single day for them. I thank my main man, Mabili, right here. Hey. Every single Sunday. Every single Sunday, every day I thank God for him because it allows me to be here on the airwaves with you every single Sunday. Miss Annie, we love you and we thank you yes. for joining us and being a part of the Fourth Estate crew. The Fourth Estate crew members who are not here, Alvaro, Lori. Wish we could hear from him. Call us. Call, call us, man. Call us. Call us. It's all good. Yeah, it's man. all good. Um, we want to thank everybody here, the staff and uh, organizers here at WMNF that bring the best in programming to each and every one of you every single day. No matter what your interests are, we thank you. And we thank thank all of you for your, your uh, contributions, your donations, and the love that you show WMNF. Trust me when I tell you, we love you right back. All right. I ain't going to cry. I ain't going to cry. I ain't <laughs> going to cry. Ain't nothing wrong with crying. Ain't nothing wrong. <laughs> I love you, man. <laughs> yeah. But we got one more Sunday in this year. So. Yeah, yeah, we do. We do. We do. We do. But, you know, I, I had to say it. I had to say it, man. You know, these, I, I thought about those children being pulled. And every morning I think about that, man, and it just breaks my heart. It breaks my heart to see that 
and those children being poor. And I think about my babies, man. I think about my babies. Yeah, it's hard to watch. Oh, it's hard to watch, man. And it brings me to tears every time I watch it, man. I can't stand it. It drives me crazy. And I, and I wonder, you know, so often I wonder, I mean, I wish there was something that we could do, you know? If I if I had the resources personally, I, I would I, I mean I I would do I'd give everything I had just to not see that to not have that happen, not see it, not 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 see it, but to not have it happen, to stop it, to do something to stop it, you know, and and, and it's just, um, God, we have to. Uh, my heart goes out to them as well, but it also goes out. To the migrants who are massing at the U.S. border, the southern border, and, and treat yes. it like criminals, treat it like refuse instead of refugees, and given an opportunity to tell their story. You know, people aren't just making an arduous trip just because it's fun. You know, they're people taking lives in their own hands, and they're escaping a great deal of violence. And there are people in this country who don't want to hear their story. They don't, they don't care. They don't. They don't care. They don't want to hear the story. They don't want to know what's going on. So they don't. They turn a blind eye to it. And that's what I'm saying about the whole thing. The, whole, the Congo. And it's not just the Congo, mm-hmm. but the Congo especially. You know, uh, God, man. In the Sudan. The, the Sudan, Especially man. southern Sudan. Mm. People are escaping gunfire just because some military faction wants power. Right. Right. Who does? I mean, that's they do that. Who does that? They do that. <laughs> they do that right? right. That's how they get down. Um, you know, we we talk about colonial efforts to destroy every single Sunday, and, and one way or another, there's something about our show that we are compelled to discuss issues that are, um, despite them being. Um, um, from a black perspective, well, the fact that they're from the black perspective, not despite, but the fact that they're from the black perspective, they're going to include those issues that are of, um, that, that include colonial issues, right? Um, you may not recognize them quite often, you out there in Radio Land may not recognize them quite often as colonial issues, but that's why we're here, is so that you can understand that they are, Right? Even in your own communities, in our communities, right here on these shores, our own communities are being colonized, right? Um, and it's not like we don't have the power to stop it. We do. We do have the power to stop it. But we have to recognize it. We have to recognize that power. We have to know that, you know, as a Christian man, you know, I believe that God gives us the power to do all things. When we talk about the realities of where we are economically, we think about where we've come from educationally. Uh, When we think about the fights that we take on, um, it's a matter of actually priority, isn't it? Right? What is the biggest priority? And for, for us, that takes... That's very difficult because we get hit from all different sides, right? And it's hard to make the decision about those things that are most important. I mean, we look at what's going on in in um, the Middle East right now. I mean, it's hard to turn to to. It's not turning a blind eye. It's looking at the world as it is. Right. Um, but when you look at that, it's hard to. Um, not look at it, but then it's even harder to not, you know, once you hear about it and find out about it, to not shift gears and look at what's going on in your own continent, in the Congo, the Sudan, you know, um, South Africa, Ethiopia, um, you know, Mali. You know, mm-hmm. all these different places. There are all types of things that are happening out there on our own continent. And we cannot afford to ignore those things. We've got to pay attention to them. And we must, as 
children of the diaspora respond and react, right? It's important. It's mm-hmm. important. Um, we must begin to implement. Let, let me and let me just say this to those people who are. And shout out to all the people who are there who are starting organizations and have organizations uh, like Chambers of Commerce and so forth. Let me just say, uh, maybe it's time for us to begin to look at uh, other ways of making money. Maybe it's time that we begin to do missions to Africa. Um, since here in our own country here, all they want to do is give us 10% or 12%, and there's an argument about we got to go to court and uh, city council meetings and county commission meetings to fight for crumbs to just for contracts. Yeah, we got to be there. You know, <laughs> we got to get involved. Mm-hmm. We got to survive. But when are we going to recognize the importance of Pan-Africanism. It's not its not something to be afraid of. It's who we are. Like it or not, it's who we are. And until we begin to um, take on Pan-Africanist ideals and ideologies, um, we're going to continue the struggle. And the, strug- the, struggles, the struggle continues. It, you know, as they always say, struggle continues, man. You know? Yeah. However you want to call it, if you want to call it, there are some people who would call it, um, who would make a distinction between Pan-Africanism and Black internationalism. Right. Okay, whatever we want to call it. The bottom line is we must participate. We cannot hide. We must be, in order to participate, we must remain informed. We must remain informed. And that's what this show is all about. That's what we've been about the entire year. And that's what we want to continue to bring to you each and every Sunday, right here on the Sunday Forum. Um, so thank you for listening. Thank you for continuing to believe in us. As you trust me when I tell you, we believe in each and every one of you. All right. So that's my emotional outcry. And and, uh, you're right. um, That's some good news on the continent as well as here. Well, in this country. uh, What do you want? This country first or the motherland first? Let's go to motherland first. Well, Tanzania. Tanzania has made a huge stride in its space program. It oh, secured Tanzania. a slot in outer space. Right. <laughs> it's going to start its own, its very own, it's going to launch its very own space program. And it's already rented space in a critical orbital slot. So we're going to see what happens in the coming year. And uh, in the meantime, though, and I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing, but it has been approved to receive a $1.1 billion loan from the World Bank. So we'll see what we'll they see do that. that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Uh, and, uh, I'm not sure how I feel about that one. <laughs> I know. We got to get the insider scoop on the business insider scoop on that. But um, if it's going to help finance the it's spot and on the space program, you know, maybe that'll help put it in the almost first world category. Yes. Let me tell you, um, when you look at the history of Tanzania, Tanzania has always had a an advanced um a very progressive society. Um under Nyeri, it, it did it did a tremendous you know he did tremendous work. Uh, he he transformed the country after independence, and uh, people will criticize will, will forever criticize him um, because of the socialist uh, stance that he took. Uh, but that's all that's to be expected. Yeah, right. That's to be expected. That's just jealousy. Right, right. But it worked. It worked. It worked well because you, for the first time, are seeing um, 
countries on the continent during that time period that are starting to um, have women in the 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 more in the stronger roles, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, when I say stronger roles, that's a very relative term, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but in in roles in government, heads of state, um, military, even, right? Um, in modern times, you start to see this this happening. They're marching down the street in some films, right? Uh, you see them in nurses. The education has changed. I know my father did a lot of work in Tanzania, um, and he participated in some of the some of the um, the work that was being done to trans to help transform and contribute to the transformation of the of the nursing program there which was critical in uh, the, the nursing and public health programs there in the continent on, on, on that particular, in, in Tanzania. So I think that as we look forward to um, Tanzania and this space, I guess you call it a space race. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's getting to be a space race at this point. Um, then we can, we can look to hopefully have, see some good things happen. Right, and I mean, and it's also this uh, fund. Apparently, is going to be in two phases. The World Bank funds is going to first deal with infrastructure and the resilience, and of course, that includes some climate smart infrastructure, because it's been on the forefront on that point mm-hmm. as well. And even the second phase is going to well. They say the first phase of funding tackles some fundamental challenges, uh, particularly. The inconvenient business registration process, the limited access to credit and their public debt burdens. But phase two is going to deal with some of the global concerns, uh, the climate change, of course, what I call global warming. And uh, so it's going to be in two phases that that money is going to be spent for infrastructure process uh, programs and anti-poverty programs. And, of course, the uh, climate change infrastructural stuff that they're going to put in in place. Right. right absolutely. Um, we'll look forward to it. Yeah. We'll look forward to it. We'll be, uh, some reporting on that. Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. All right. Um, let's talk music just for a minute. Let's talk music for a second. Um, it's Christmas time. Two things happen during Christmas time. Right? Um, and, and, and I'm only going to think festively. Okay, there are people who get lonely at Christmas, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but two things happen: people are festive, and people fall in love. You know, cause it's a very romantic season. Um, Got to say that, right? Uh, who doesn't want to get cuddled up with their loved one, and and um, in the snow and blanket <laughs> in the back of a sleigh? And ride, you know, with a driver and go down. You know, that's 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 the... That's old school. Yeah, that's old school. <laughs> Hell, I'd like to do it. Um, and, and I know my wife would love to do something like that. So we're, we're going we're gonna to do that, though. We are going to do that. Take pictures. Yeah, we're going to take pictures. <laughs> we're going to take pictures. Um, the... It's important to have good music. It's important to have good music. Um, there are so many wonderful songs that are part of the tri- the Christmas tradition. Um, and some songs, people would not think uh, of necessarily, uh, well, they're, they're not even Christmas songs, but they sound like it, right? One of them in particular is by Ahmad Jamal. Um, and it was, it was actually performed in um, 1958. 1958 by Jamal, by Ahmad Jamal, um, God bless him. Uh, he's passed on now, and he was one of the greatest jazz artists ever. One of my favorites, certainly. A song by the name of Poinciana. Poinciana. Um, I want to play that. Let's pull that one up. Um, so Poinciana was one one of the greatest songs, and every time I, I would hear it, um, I remember my mother putting me to sleep when I was a kid. And I would hear that song. Well, sometimes I walk in the house, right? And you have that nostalgia. This song is not a Christmas song. 
Let me just say this. Let me point this again. It is not a Christmas song, okay? But it has the Christmas feeling to it, okay? So what we're going to do is we're going to take a moment and we're going to play Poinciana for you right here by Ahmad Jamal, right here on the Sunday Forum. Do we have it? Yeah. We got it? All right, all right. The Poinciana right here by Ahmad Jamal.
listening to WMNF Tampa. Your news, your views, your values. This is WMNF Tampa, 88.5 FM. All right, all right, all right. Those are the sounds of Ahmad Jamal. Now, that was not that was the uh, new rendition of it, concert rendition. Um, but originally, the song Poinciana was actually uh, played uh, by Ahmad Jamal originally in 1958. It was created then and uh, played during the... Um, during different concerts that he was that he was doing, this is one of them. Uh, towards the end of his life, that actually um, is one of his better performances. Um, you know, m- a more modern performance, of course, uh, modern rendition of the song Poinciana. Um, yeah, that was from that was a mastered uh, yeah. version, digital recording, and uh, it was him playing. <laughs> yes, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> from the official channel, absolutely. Ahmad Jamal. I mean, you know, listen, man, when you had masters like that, man, that played the piano, bro. I mean, okay, and, and so we have we have other we have other jazz artists, right? Yeah. One of which um was one of my greatest greatest um I I I had the opportunity as a child to meet Ramsey Lewis. And Ramsey Lewis was certainly one of the greatest jazz artists. Oh, yeah. Of all time. The, bar none, bar none, Ramsey Lewis was the man. Um, he even had his own TV show on BET for a time, up until the time of his death. Um, but Ramsey Lewis uh, was, man, another one that, that mom used to put me to sleep to, man. You know, she popped that eight track in there. <laughs> that Ramsey Lewis trio Christmas <laughs> man. Oh, I used to fantasize about playing the piano like Ramsey Lewis. Right, <laughs> right, right. And I think you know when we have. And let, let me just say. Let me say this. Uh, we need. We we are. It's a shame. It is a shame in our school system. Let's see if there's somebody out there who can help to implement um, music programs at our schools. Beyond just Blake High School. Now, understand what I'm saying. I'm not trying to take it away from Blake because you can't take anything away from Blake. Mm-hmm. Blake is outstanding. Blake is outstanding. Uh, it has produced some of the greatest um, uh, musicians anywhere. However, music was a thing that was con- that was a class that you had to take when you were in elementary school. Yeah, but right the now. Interest, and now they're taking everything out as elective, especially oh, if it's man. if it's anything to do with black, you know, black history is being removed, and any black music probably is being removed. And uh, this has been something that the right wing has been trying to do for the longest time. I remember a music teacher telling us at Hillsborough Community College that they, the right wing, thought that music was a crutch. Right. So they were taking right. it out of school, right. even out of junior college. So, right. you know, there's been this anti, uh, anti-black anti and anti-education movement that's been going on from the right a long time, and it is beginning, it's showing its colors. It's too woke. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's too yeah. woke. I mean, you know, okay, so uh, let me tell you this. So I grew up playing the piano. My oh, mother yeah. was, was, was adamant that my sister, especially, and I, um, more than our other siblings, that we learned to play the piano hmm. uh, because it, it was important for us to learn a tune or two to be able to play on that in the piano. Um, you know, just something to do, right? But yeah. it's a talent that, that we that we had, um, and I used past tense had because I, you know, I can pick up on it, but my sister uh, continued on, and I, I just wasn't. I just, you know, I was a little boy, you know, right. five years old. I wanted to play football yeah. and get out there in the streets and, and you know, and play ball and, and, and everything else uh, and ride my bike. Um, but she tried to catch you early tried at five. to catch me early at five, <laughs> you know, at five years yeah. old. And I remember Mr. Thomas and, and Mrs. Thomas, God bless their souls, um, I would watch. Now, this is how I used to play the piano. 
Um, we would go to music theory uh, classes, and we'd go to Florida State University across the railroad tracks in order to do the take the, the tests and things like that, the music theory tests and things. And I memorized rather than reading the notes that was that was there on the paper. I remember I would look at how it was played. Mm-hmm. And I would mimic it. Okay. So That's you, how I learned. To play you played by hands or I you played play by, by ear? Played by both. <laughs> okay. E- ear and sight. Okay. And, and so I would watch it being played maybe once, twice, and then I went and I'd go at it. Okay. Okay. Now, that's that's how I did it. Um, today, my sister, on the other hand, she can read the notes and everything. I would take my stuff, and I ain't doing all that. I would write C, D, B, plus, R, blah, and I'm, and I'm ready to go. Still, again, I'm ready to go. I know where the, where the, where the notes are, ready to roll. Okay. We had to learn how to do that without doing that. Hmm. Right? So, and I did, but it just... It just didn't seem right to me. I was like, okay, whatever. So anyway, bottom line was, um, and is, our children need to learn that. Yeah, they need to learn that is it is a is a craft that we are losing. Hmm. And, and understand what I'm saying. It does not mean that you can that you cannot do music, folks. You know what I'm saying. It simply means that the actual, the actual craft of writing music, note per note, is being lost, and we have got to get back to learning those things, because if we don't do that, where's the creativity in what we do, right? Are we going to keep sampling? All right. Did I? Oh, did I hear a note? Did, 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 <laughs> I, did I? Did I hear strike a chord? Did I? Probably did. Yeah. But I mean, one good thing I can say about sampling, especially when hip hoppers sample jazz artists, that means they've been listening. That means they do have right. some historical knowledge of the music. And I'm always gratified to hear, you know, old music, uh, old artists sampled in the new music. So, but it, it is good to, to have that skill. You know, I would love to go back. I used as an excuse as a teenager, my, my fingers were too short. <laughs> to learn the piano. But then I saw a kid do it, so I was like, well, that's not a good excuse. <laughs> right, right. Can't use that anymore, can't. You know, but I'll tell you what, I used to, oh, God, I used to fight my mom on it. I like, you know, like little slick ways. I wouldn't say anything crazy because my mom would give me a backhand. Sorry, mom. <laughs> you man. don't want that. Yeah, and have DCF come up there and get their behind <laughs> whooped, too. Uh, but no, my sister, my sister and I would sit up for hours and just play, practice. We practice. I'm gonna it get was back. her turn first, then my turn second. Well, you just gave me my 2024 resolution. One hour piano. Piano. Yeah. 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 You should do it. You should definitely do it. Um, so. So, Ramsey um, Lewis, you want to get to him? <laughs> I was going to say Ramsey Lewis, but before we get to Ramsey Lewis, okay. let's, let's, uh, let's, let's, let's put a little, a little, Jazz it up a little bit, right? When I say jazz it up, this is just jazzing up, right? Let's let's have let's have people moving the butt meat a little bit, okay? Um, let's put in, um, you know, we 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 did a. I think I, I got um, a lot of compliments about our last shows, right? Because we really really enjoyed the the evolution of funk. Yeah, I appreciate that and, myself. Uh, well, thank you, Mobili. Thank you very much. Um, and, and you contributed to the Mobili. I mean, you know, you can't do it without you doing it, man. But but more than that, um, literally, we sit there talking and someone will snap my head. Oh, you know what? Thanks, Mobili. You know what I mean? And, and, you know, uh, thanks, Annie. You know, and then I'll go home and I'll think of it and then there we go, right? Um, but I think that the... As we go through history and we listen to our music, it it helps to generate the feeling that we do get ultimately get. Yeah, we're kind of um, uh, what do you call it? Massaged into Christmas. You know what I mean? Into the party life of Christmas. So let's say 
let's say, for instance, we listen to things like um, um, Roy Ayers or a uh, Herbie Hancock, right? Um, or in this particular case, I'm going to say um, something like the um, Sherry Murphy's Law. All right. So, so what we're gonna do is we're gonna we're gonna put on right now uh, a disco groove, right? And it'll have you drinking eggnog at what time? Eight fifty-five in the morning. Um, and this is Sherry. Do we have it? Uh, we got we got, we got the right the right rendition of it. I think so. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> do we have the right one? Really? <laughs> All right, I think there's only one rendition of it. Well, let's try see what happens. All right, so here we go. So this is Sherry right here on WMNF on the Sunday Forum. Check out Murphy's Law. And it, 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 it'll, it'll, it'll get you to dancing. That'll get you to dancing. Here we go. Yeah. All right. You know how many people didn't know this was called Murphy's Law? <laughs> that's what we have education for. All right, that's what we got education for. Right here on Sunday Forum. Check it out. Sounds of Sherry and Murphy's Law. Those of you who've heard this song before, you probably didn't know it's called Murphy's Law. But it is it is a funny, funny song. Uh, you know, anything that can go wrong <laughs> will go wrong. And life just happens, right? Yeah. It happens. But 
where, you know, again, these are the songs that we grew up with that massage us literally. You you be you you be really, really surprised at, you know, this is the attitude that people go into Christmas with. <laughs> literally. You're like, man, whatever, yeah. man. Just Whatever. Some minute made sense. <laughs> Talk about gift giving time and all of that. Yeah, it's like, man, okay, whatever. You know, just kind of deal with it. Yeah. That's it, right? Listen, what, listen, that's life. Right, right. That is life. 